In today's episode, we are talking about one thing that is 40 times more effective at bringing you new clients than social media marketing. You're listening to the JFDI podcast and we are the two Lauras. We've built and sold several businesses between us and we've both worked as freelance social media marketers for many years. But there's one thing that we wish we'd done sooner and better in each of those businesses. And we're going to dive into that in this episode so you can learn from our mistakes and our regrets. Before we get started, we'd love to hear from you. What do you think of the show? What would you like to hear us talk about? And let us know by leaving us a review wherever you are listening. Since we joined forces back in 2019, we've helped thousands of freelance social media managers to grow their business. And the one thing we see people doing time and time again is ignoring the need for an email list or just burying their head in the sand and hoping it will go away. (laughs) But when we say that not starting our email list sooner is the biggest regret that we have for every business we've ever had. We're not exaggerating, are we? No. Like that is the biggest regret we've got. And we probably fall into one of three categories. And we think that there's usually three reasons that social media marketers don't have an email list. So listen to these reasons and let us know which one you think applies to you. So it could be that you have absolutely no idea where to get started with the tech. You don't even know what lead magnet you should use, how you even get people on your list in the first place. Like, what would you even say to them in an email? It's all like massively overwhelming. So you end up ignoring it. You hope that it will go away or somehow you'll magically wake up tomorrow and there will be an email list magically built for you (laughs) (laughs) without you having to do anything. If that would be the dream. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, it would be amazing. Maybe though, you feel like you know that you need to do this, but you just need to find the time and it just never happens. And you keep telling yourself that it's something that it will wait till next week or next month or whatever. And you just so far haven't made the time to go and do it. Or you could be in the third sort of category, which is someone who thinks you don't need a list because you only work with a handful of clients at a time. And maybe you've got no plans to scale and you don't want to sell anything apart from your social media management services. So probably one of those will ring a bell with you. Let us know (laughs) which one it is. I think we probably fell into all three of those categories at various points. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. The the trouble is, though, I guess, is that deep down, you probably know that you do need a list and you understand that you probably should have started a long time ago and especially if you've now made a bit of a head start so you've got you're doing okay on social you kind of think oh it's too late to worry about that I've missed my opportunity but essentially it's never too late is it there's never a reason not to start now but it's really important to not put it off any longer. So in this episode, we are going to share three steps to get your list sorted and two really, really affordable tools to help you get going. Yeah. And we're also going to give you 34, yeah, 34, random number, 34 (laughs) ideas to get people onto your email list. Um, So we're going to give you that a little bit later in the show. But I think we should just start at the beginning 
about why you should have an email list, especially if you're one of those people who thinks I only want to work with a handful of clients, you might think, well, yeah, but I don't really need an email list. But let's just be very clear. You do need an email list. Unless you have been hiding under a rock somewhere, you probably know that currently Elon Musk is basically burning down Twitter. It's like <laughs> he's just that. set a file. <laughs> he might do something to us. Oh God, do you think he listens to our podcast? <laughs> Well, obviously, why wouldn't he? <laughs> but he's just like, the, the platform is just going a bit haywire. And that could happen anyway, couldn't it? Yeah, and it does, doesn't it? You know, obviously, you know, social media platforms, are, you know, they're fairly robust, but they are glitchy. <laughs> in the, And there are days. Do you remember that time when, was it Facebook or was it Instagram? I can't remember now. It went down for like 24 hours. Yeah, and it was, that was a weird time to be alive. It was a weird time to be alive. But imagine if you were like in the middle of like promoting something or oh, you were trying yeah. to get, you were desperate for a new client or you were trying to get bums on seat on a workshop you're promoting. Like this kind of stuff happens to us all the time. And you are relying on somebody else, aren't you? You're building a business on someone else's land, essentially, as, as the saying goes. Um, whereas an email list is something you own, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And like all of the accounts that we've seen recently on Instagram, particularly, have been hacked oh, yeah. or like closed down for no particular reason. When you get banned from Facebook or whatever, if your whole business is on there and all of your audience is just on there, what are you going to do if that happens yeah. to you? You've got to start from scratch. That is just a nightmare waiting to happen. Yeah. It just makes me feel a bit sick that that could happen. <laughs> Yeah. And, and and we say that thinking it makes us feel sick and we've got a list. We've got a mm. really good, robust, engaged list, but that still makes us feel sick. So imagine yeah. you've built up a following of even a couple of hundred people. It doesn't have to be big, huge influencer level kind of platforms and audiences you've built on social, but even the smallest number, once they're gone... They're gone yeah. and accounts yeah. are going <laughs> a lot. So, yeah. you know, even whether it's because you've built a following on Twitter and Elon is doing a good job of burning that down, or even if it's on a platform that could be hacked and Instagram and Facebook are notoriously bad for that, then you're at high risk, aren't you, of one day waking up and you're having to start from scratch again. Yeah. Um, but, but no doubt, like social media managers are probably listening to th this thinking, yeah, but Laura's, we know this. We know all of this stuff. We tell our clients this stuff. But if you still don't have a list, regardless of that, there's plenty of other reasons that you need a list. So don't just switch off thinking, yeah, I know all of that, but I'm still yeah. going to just take the risk. I think one of the uh, one of the really interesting points from my perspective, and I, I'm kind of saying this as a consumer as opposed to a marketer, but I am someone who will see posts on Instagram like I am a scroller I'm a bit of a lurker I consume a lot of information but then I and sometimes I might see an offer or a course or just a blog I want to read and then it's like two days later I'll think oh god I wish I'd read that I wish I'd gone back I wish I'd and, and I you know try and find it but I can't remember who posted it I can't I can't remember which platform it was even on and the good thing about email is that I save a lot of emails. So I'm, and I know it's easy to save content before, you know, before you all at me, but I don't sometimes realise I want to read something until the moment's gone. 
Whereas it's much easier to search your inbox or like I keep a lot of um, emails just marked as unread because I want to go back and just have time to consume it when I've got that time. And, and this I is think- coming from somebody who is a self-confessed hater of email marketing, aren't you? You, yeah. you don't like email marketing in your inbox, but you no. still read and save emails. Only the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think the the point I think I'm trying to make is that we, and we should all know this as marketers, but we all consume information in different ways, at different times in our day, in different times in our life. There is constantly reasons why somebody might see a post on uh, LinkedIn, for example, and read it and kind of digest it and think, okay, this is interesting. But then that marketer might then send me an email the same day, maybe, but maybe put a different spin on it or there's a just a different nugget I take from it and I go, oh, okay, yeah, that makes so much sense. This person's great. I'm going to carry on reading their emails or, you know, so it's just about understanding how we consume information in different ways. And if you're a social media marketer who's only putting out content on social media and it were still only talking about something once, <laughs> then you're not giving your whole audience enough time to consume that information are you you're yeah. or enough opportunity and you're not trying to address it in in different ways that people consume based on how busy they are based on what you're trying to tell them that's a really good point actually because people access information in different ways don't they when you're on social you're often like scrolling through kind of mindlessly maybe taking some information in but it's quite top level maybe. Whereas and it, this might just me, this might, it might be a sweet, sweeping statement that I'm about to make. But if I'm going to read my email, I'm not doing that mindlessly. I'm opening my email very like in the moment, reading mm. it, making sure I'm taking it in, deciding what I delete or don't delete. Yeah. Whereas on social, I'm just scrolling mindlessly. And if something catches my attention, maybe I'll pay attention to it. Yeah. It's a very different state of mind, isn't it? Yeah, you're more you have an intention on email. Yeah. You as you say, you're opening that email knowing that you are about to read something, so you've mm. allowed the time to do that. Whereas when you're on social, like I'm often just scrolling social, stood on the playground or sat in the car waiting for a child to come out of a club or whatever it is. So they're not necessarily the times that I am ready to consume a lot of information. And as you all know, I say it enough, I don't like long copy. So if I see see more and I press it and like a whole ream of paragraphs, you know, show, I'm like, oh, I just carry on scrolling because I need, personally, I need quick, quick and easy to consume on social. But when I'm intentional, I will read more, but it, that's on my email normally because I'm being intentional. Yeah, totally. So that's two reasons then. Firstly, obviously, the state of social media, it's not your own audience. Uh, Secondly, being able to give people different ways of consuming information. But this third reason is a big one. And it's probably one that people just overlook so Mm. much, which is that the money is in the list. That is where you can make the most of your money. The average email list makes $1 per subscriber per month minimum like literally that is a bare minimum and it's usually a lot more than that so if for example you had a hundred subscribers you should easily be able to make another hundred pounds a month but that's the actual minimum remember if you had like five or ten thousand subscribers you could make a lot of money Mm. so 
that's one of the reasons that we regret not starting our lists earlier in all of our businesses previously, because we didn't appreciate the importance of that. But the thing is, like, yes, I can say you need 5,000 or 10,000 subscribers on your list. But realistically, you don't need a big list to make money. You just need an engaged list, just like you do on social media. And if you can get engagement on social, you can get engagement in emails. And I think a lot of people think, yeah, but I don't know what to write in an email. Well, you know what to write on social. It's no different. (laughs) It's exactly the same. The important point is where you can get $1.00. One pound, one dollar per subscribe. <laughs> it's the same really now, isn't it? <laughs> it um, is. Yeah, one dollar per subscriber per month on email. You can't get you can't get that on social. No one's no. shouting about that, are they? No. You know, I've got four thousand followers on social, four and a half thousand. I'm definitely not making four and a half thousand off my uh, social media. No. No, that's the thing. But if you had them in an email list, Like it's just, yeah, the money is in the list. We will say this until we're blue in the face now. So if we ever meet you and you tell us you don't have an email list, we're probably going to tell you that the money's in the list. You need to have an email list. Most of our revenue comes from our email list, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's our biggest converter, which actually um, as social media marketers, and there's two of us, you can imagine we would want our money to come from social media. We would want to be able to say to people, our social media is what makes us the money because that gives us proof of our our skill. The reality is that isn't the case. Our email no. is our biggest converter. Our social is our biggest lead generator. So it's we're yeah. still good at it, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but it's what gets people to actually spend money with us is our email. Like Laura in particular, like I'm not going to try and take any credit here. Laura in particular has invested a lot of time, like learning and seeing what people respond to and really honing in on our email. And we spend more time talking about our email and well, I proofread our email. That's my part of it. If you've ever spotted a typo, <laughs> Laura's proofreading skills are obviously really great. It's a reflection <laughs> on Laura's copywriting skills. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically because we recognise that it works for us. And that's okay. It's okay as social media marketers to have a more success with your email. And that's why you'll see, we'll do launches and lots of people will be like, launches, I've not really seen anything. You've not really talked about it. It's because we've already, we're doing it on our email and we've segmented our list and blah, blah, blah. blah. So yeah, my point is email marketing is good. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not just us. This isn't just a Laura's thing. Nearly every business that you come across, most of their money will be generated through their email list. And so if you don't have an email list, please, please start an email list. If we Mm. were starting a business now, no matter what business it was, whether it was, you know, a a fully grown business with loads of employees or we were just starting up as freelancers again, our email list would be the very first thing that we would do. That would be literally the first thing we would spend time on because... The reality is that the best time to start an email email list was yesterday or a week ago or a year ago. Mm. The very next time to start one is today. And if you don't have one, this needs to be at the top of your your priority list. And if you were one of those people that thought that an email list was pointless because you only work with a handful of clients, we've got a statistic that is going to blow your mind. So if you've kind of zoned out, you're making a cup of tea, come back to us for a minute because you are going to want to hear this. Laura, I'll let you make this clanger because it's so good. So email marketing 
has been proven to be 40 times, that's four zero times more effective at bringing in new clients than social media. Do you want me to just say that again? Yeah, say it again. It's so good. (laughs) So email marketing has been proven to be 40 times more effective at bringing in new clients than social media. So if you're one of those people who's thinking, oh, I need a new client or I'm about to lose a client. Oh, what am I going to do to replace my client? I need more money and what have you. Guess what? You need an email list. The money's in the list. (laughs) That's where the clients come from. Yeah, I think it's worth saying, though, where we say the money's in the list. It's probably, I know it doesn't quite roll off the tongue as well, but the money (laughs) is in the list and the actual email marketing that you're going to send. Yeah, totally. You can't (laughs) just have a list and expect it to fill your bank balance (laughs) because you've set up an email list. (laughs) But also, an email list is brilliant at keeping warm leads warm, isn't it? Like If you are somebody who's at capacity, maybe you don't need a new client now, If you've got an email list and at some point you lose a client or you think, actually, I can't bear to work with this client anymore. That's happened to us many times. uh, You know that you can get rid of them because you've got a, a warm email list of people who you can quickly replace them with. So it's definitely worth it. It's good for repeat custom as well, I think, you know, especially if you've got a variety of things that you offer in your business, you know, you might have done a one-to-one with somebody and then they're keeping warm on your email list and they come back for more because they loved what you did last time. And so that repeat custom as well is not to be dismissed. Yeah. And like, if you think this month I need to make a bit of extra money, I'm going to sell an extra couple of power hours or maybe offer some strategies. You've got a, a warm audience that you can send an email to and offer it to them. And yes, you can do that on social, but... I was just going to say, assuming you've been keeping them warm by sending regular emails... Yeah, exactly. Okay, so how do we get started? Like, it's all, I can just imagine you listening to this going, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. But that doesn't help me. Like, I don't know how to actually do this. So how do we start? Okay, so, and it is really, really easy to overthink this. But there's just three things that you need in place to get started. And everyone can manage three things, right? And actually, if you can't manage these three things, there's people out there who can help you to get these three things done. So the first thing that you need is an email service provider. So we use ActiveCampaign. Um, we have always used Active Campaign ever since we joined forces. And we do that because we can um, segment our list. We can use automations. We can build sign up pages in there. There's loads of different things that we can do in Active Campaign that we potentially can't do in other platforms. But if you're just first starting out and you don't maybe plan at the beginning to have a massive email list, you don't need to invest in something as big or as expensive as Active Campaign. There are tons of brilliant platforms out there that you can use for your email. Lots of our community use MailerLite and they love it and they recommend it all of the time. MailerLite is really affordable. It's actually free for your first 1,000 subscribers. 1,000 subscribers, potential 1,000 extra uh, pounds or dollars in your bank. So, And that's free that you can set up. Now, we don't personally use MailerLite, so I can't advise you on how to use it. But I can tell you that MailerLite includes landing page builders, which you're going to need. They're really easy to use. They're drag and drop. You don't need to be super techie. And of course, you can outsource it. You don't need to know code or anything like that. But it's really, really easy 
um, to set up MailerLite. And as I said, loads of social media managers use and love MailerLite. So have that on your list as something to go and check out. Yeah, if you're someone who's already got a list and you are wanting to push it to the next level and maybe need something a bit more big and fancy, then I think it, I was. it's worth saying if Laura Moore is addicted to finding new tools, new things in our business, and which is always fun. Um, <laughs> but Active Campaign is the probably the only thing that has been a constant in our lives yeah, for the true. last few years because it's good. It does everything that we need. Um, so if you are looking for a recommendation, kind of your past the mailer light, then we definitely recommend Active Campaign. And I think the fact that we stayed with it and not changed it shows that yeah. it's good. Yeah, that's the thing. At some point, if you are going to go big and grow a big email list, you probably will grow out of a mailer light. Yeah. So you do want to just have that on, on your radar just for the future. But regardless of what you choose to use, and as, you know, as we've said, there are plenty out there. So do some research, do the free trials, you know, figure out what works for you but the most important thing we want you to take away from this point is go do it it doesn't take long to set up an account go go find an account go press the buttons and get yourself started it's not going to happen by just wishing (laughs) it needs you need to go do something yeah so in our typical two laura's style jfdi Go and get this done this week. Like we're literally challenging you to get this done by the end of the week. Just go and find an email service provider, create an account. There you go. That's the basis of your list set up. It's not. Yeah. It's not a big, a big thing. The second thing though that you do need is some sort of way that you can get people to join your email list. So a lead magnet, and to start with, you just need one. Okay, and it can be really tricky to know what kind of lead magnet that you should create because there's so many things you could do. So we're just going to give you a couple of different types of uh, lead magnet you could create. We'll start off with cheat sheets because I think they're the quickest and easiest sort of thing that you could do. They're typically like a one or two page lead magnet, usually like a PDF that's really quick, really simple for the reader to digest. So for example, it might be that your cheat sheet is five things that need to be in the perfect Instagram bio. Perfect. Really quick and easy to do. Not too detailed. So it's brilliant for you. You can get it done really quickly. But also because it's not too detailed, it you could you might see it as a downside because you can't go into in too much sort of depth. So just have that on your radar. It's hard to prove yourself, isn't it? Like what you want yeah. to happen with a lead magnet is people go, oh, this is brilliant. And they not, because the amount of times I get lead magnets and I'm like, God, that's crap. And it, I just think, if that's crap, everything else they must do is crap, and that's it. I've, their their card is marked, so yeah. just you know. But do you don't have to be too detailed no, for something no, to no. be amazing. No, a cheat no, no, sheet no. can be amazing. It's when yeah. you start thinking, "I need to give them more," forgetting that what you're trying to create is a cheat sheet. Yeah, but yeah, it can it can just look good sometimes. It just mm. you know four little five little bullet points on a word doc, not going to do it for me. You could, if you wanted to do something a bit different, you could go a bit more in-depth in your cheat sheet. You could turn it into a guide. So therefore, it would have all of those sort of elements, but you would go much deeper and give more value. The downside of that, though, is it's going to take you a bit longer to create. 
So, it's, you know, you're kind of weighing up time here. How much time have you got to create something? If you haven't got very much time and you want to get this done, cheat sheet's probably the way to go. If you've got more time, go in depth, do a guide. And I think what I could see potentially happening here is people go, oh, well, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to do a guide. And basically what you're doing is putting it off. Yeah. <laughs> What you need to do is do something. And this is what, like, if I'm really honest, this is what happened to me. I remember thinking, I need to grow this list of mine. This is back when I was just virtually savvy. Um, I need to grow a list. I need a lead magnet. I'm going to make something amazing. So, of course, it took me ages to think about what that amazing thing was going to be. And then I was going to have to create it. And then I decided that I'd need, like, a graphic designer to help me with it. Blah, 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 blah. And I remember speaking to somebody who just said, well, just do a cheat sheet, just do this, that, and the other. And I was like, ah, oh, all right then. Because she had that same kind of mentality of just just do it. And I did it. I just, just put something really simple out there. And it made me realise that where you start isn't where you end, is it? So you've just no. got to start with something. And if part of the problem is that you're putting things off and you're procrastinating and just start, start with something simple like like a cheat sheet. Um, and in the background, you can be working on the next lead magnet. It doesn't have to be one lead magnet that lasts you until you close your business in in retirement. Like you can constantly be changing it. So don't let the big things be the reason to not do something like start no, with a simple not. thing yeah and actually some of our best lead magnets have been the most simple things the things that we've just knocked up really really quickly and not overthought they've yeah. performed way better for us than things that we've given to our graphic designer to go and spend ages to make it look yeah. pretty and all of that stuff we could have just got it out on a or word paid, doc potentially like paid for tools that help yeah. deliver it when actually yeah they've not turned yeah. out to be the best but it's fine like we know that now and we're as you know we're big into testing different things so that's fine we've learned but it's yeah it is interesting that actually the things that we've kept simple and just got out there have are still with us to this day like we still use yeah. them now as lead magnets totally the third kind of type though that you could create if you if you're not somebody who maybe is great at writing or you're not very sort of creative in making things look good you could give people like a free audio or a free video training those kind of lead magnets are often seen as way more valuable than a PDF because it kind of builds that trust, doesn't it, straight away with the subscriber because they are either seeing your face if it's video or they're hearing your voice and it builds that relationship with them. But if you're somebody like us who doesn't particularly like to do video or, you know, you just don't really know how to edit or something like that, then this probably isn't for you. So it's kind of you need to think about your strengths and your weaknesses, what you want to do, what you don't want to do, how much time you've got. But just don't overthink it. Just do whatever mm. feels easy. And like Laura said, you only need one lead magnet to get going. This first one you create is very unlikely to be the last one you create. I would hate anyone to see the first one we created. <laughs> it was so bad, but it worked. But now if I was to look back, I'd hate anyone to see the virtually savvy one I did. I <laughs> I even created it in Canva and as Laura knows. Oh my lord. Exactly. So um <laughs> it worked. It got people on my list, you know. Yeah. And time's moved on now. Canva's a lot better than it used to be. <laughs> let's not say the same about your canvas skills but anyway um <laughs> so yeah so it doesn't need to be all singing or dancing it just needs to get people onto your email list so you can start building that relationship with them we as we said earlier have put together a list of 34 ideas that you can use for your first lead magnet 
You only need one of those ideas to get started. So you can go and grab this list at thetwolauras.com forward slash ideas. Um, that's where you can get the list of 34 lead magnet ideas. Again, it's thetwolauras.com forward slash ideas. And then so we said that there was three things you need. So we've said you need an email service provider. You need a lead magnet. What's the final thing we need, Laura? The final thing is that we need people to actually know about this lead magnet and for <laughs> people to sign up for it. So it's all very well and good. You know, you sort out your tech, you, you, you'd make your lead magnet and then that's it. You're too afraid to share it or you, the imposter syndrome kicks in. But you, you're going to have to get it out there one way or another. So you can pop it on your socials, you can put, run some ads to it, whatever it is that you want to do, but you've you've got to promote it. Yeah. It needs to be everywhere, doesn't it? It needs to be in yeah. your link in your bio. It needs to be on your website. It needs to be at the bottom of your blogs. You need to talk about it on your stories. Like You literally need to, to share it all the time. If you're stuck for something to post on social media, guess what? A post about your lead magnet. Yeah, <laughs> tell, yeah. tell everyone about it. If you're at a networking event and you meet somebody, tell them about your lead magnet. Literally yeah. just keep telling them. Keep Pop on it telling on your them. out of office thing. Yeah. In your email signature, all of those yeah. sorts of things. And I think this is something that sometimes makes people feel really awkward because they feel like they've they've talked about it enough and it feels a bit icky. But you just need to remember that this thing is that you've created is free. It's giving value to somebody. You're doing them a favour by telling them that it exists. And by not telling them because you feel icky about promoting it, that's it's meaning that they're not getting the value and you're not getting people on your list. Yeah, so, so you just need to shift your mindset and tell people. Yeah, especially if you've spent all this time sorting out your tech, creating yeah. a lead magnet, and then you don't share it. It's like, come on, it's the most expensive lead magnet ever. <laughs> totally. Now, if you're listening to this and you think, oh, yeah, but I've got a lead magnet already. I don't need to go and create one. Brilliant. Have you shared it recently? <laughs> yeah. If not, go and get it on your socials. Share it somewhere today. And then just make yourself a deal, even diarise it, that you will share it at least once a week. At least once a week, give people an opportunity to get your freebie and to get on your email list. Yeah. Because otherwise, otherwise your email list just isn't going to yeah. grow. What's the point otherwise? Yeah, exactly. So hopefully we've convinced you of how important it is to start your email list or to start working on it more if you've already got one. Don't forget, you can go and grab that list of 34 lead magnet ideas from the thetwolauras.com forward slash ideas. And we will be back same time, same place next week. But remember... The money is in the list. <laughs> Au revoir. See you next time. Bye-bye.